Welcome to Music Journeys, I'm Mike Foley. On this edition of Music Journeys, singer and songwriter Megan Kreidler tells us about the band's formation, what inspired the songs, and delivers a handful of tunes she loves outside of Kiss the Tiger in the listener favorite segment we call The Fast Five. Megan Kreidler, our featured guest on this edition of Music Journeys, thanks for listening. Hey, my name is Megan Kreidler. I'm the lead singer of Kiss the Tiger, and this is my music journey. Music for Megan Kreidler of Kiss the Tiger began at an early age in music class and choir and started with a passion for piano. I found it was this wonderful escape for me, especially with piano. I would spend a lot of hours in the basement, especially in my kind of middle school and high school years, just playing cover songs and singing and discovering a love for music there and how it could untangle difficult internal parts of life that I was experiencing at a young age. What were you dealing with and how did music help with that? Nothing entirely out of the ordinary for a young person, you know, just feeling like you don't fit in or feeling like you're insecure about your personality or your looks or feeling stressed out about things happening at school. I never felt super academic. I felt pressure to be good and to perform well, but I always had more of an affinity towards the arts, like a more valuable space to be spending my time. And sometimes I got a little bit of pushback from teachers about that who wanted me to be focusing more on my academic life. And I think I knew pretty early on that I wanted to pursue an artistic career. I was born in uh, Minnesota, in St. Louis Park, but I moved pretty soon after to um, San Antonio, Texas. I lived there for five years, and then my family moved to Georgia, a suburb of Atlanta. We lived there for about a year. I moved to Boston, Massachusetts, and then came back to Minnesota by the time I was in fourth grade. And I always feel like that early experience of moving around a lot really made me become more easily adaptable to new places and new people. I have a pretty open curiosity for different sounds and different forms of musical expression. I feel like our band is pretty rooted in like a rock and roll tradition. And I think we flare out from that, but that that's really at the core. I didn't really have a strong knowledge of like classic rock and roll until I met my bandmates and we started playing music together. Like I would say my 
my tendencies in music were a little more geared towards pop and and grunge which is like a form of rock but you know I was a 90s kid so it was like Spice Girls and Nirvana (laughs) (laughs) hey that nothing wrong with that Uh, yeah (laughs) so you said that you you know you knew you wanted some kind of artistic route what was it that inspired you to say I want to music is it I want to record I want to perform my real artistic background is in Uh, theater and acting like I went to school for acting but when I met my partner who is my partner in life as well as in the band like him and I really deal with all of the artistic and business related matters of the band I mean that this is the only band that I've ever been a part of I picked up the guitar a little bit later in life and I'm not super proficient on it but it's a helpful writing tool and I found it to be an even easier instrument to write on than piano band formed because I met my partner and he knew that I had a background in acting and and he had done music for a long time and then he said I I've always wanted to have a woman fronting the band that I'm in so it started out that way our bass player is a good friend of his from the town he grew up in in southern Minnesota our drummer we found through Craigslist and we got really lucky with him because he's the first guy we had come in and he's been with us since and he's just I think you know how hard it is to find a great drummer. He's really the glue that keeps the band together. And then our lead guitar player is a little bit newer. That's kind of been the finicky role in the band. He's been with us now for a few years, but it just took us a while to really settle into the right person. But yeah, we all have really different musical tastes and backgrounds. And I think that really comes through in our songwriting. Like our drummer is a big punk guy and he he was in the DIY like house show scene in Marquette Michigan and that's kind of where his roots are musically and then my partner um, is a really big Springsteen and Tom Petty and Rolling Stones guy and our bass player is a little bit more of a Beatles guy and then our our lead guitar player is really into progressive rock so there's a lot of different flavors that everybody brings in as far as their tastes are concerned makes for good mix yeah for sure let's just dive into the new stuff there you are latest single how would you kind of describe where that came from what it represents for you so that that's actually an older song i mean i don't know if this is like a secret i shouldn't share but it's on our first album under a different name um as steve's song you sit down
And it was written about one of our friend's parents who met in Vietnam during the war. The mother was living over there. She came back to the U.S. and they now live in a small town in southern Minnesota. And the song is really just capturing kind of the, the impossibility of like love that meets across such a large distance and then is able to make a home in a really quaint and sweet and loving and simple way. I think the original original recording of it, uh, Michael, my my rhythm guitar player, my partner, sings the lead vocals on it. I sing the backing vocals on it. And we thought, okay, we kind of took a different route as time went on with our band where I really stepped into just being the only lead vocalist. We wanted to re-record it with my voice on it and kind of we open up the chorus a little bit more. It's a little bit more spacious. It kind of swings a little bit and the original just kind of is driving the entire time and this one has a little more variety, I think. dig into a vicious kid here in a second but since this current song came from the first album i wonder if you can reflect a little bit on the evolution i know there's only been what three or four albums but how would you describe the sort of evolution what do you what do you hear and sense uh from track one or album one to now yeah i think um from the beginning the songwriting has always been strong. I mean, there are still songs from the first album that we sometimes consider re-recording just because we did it in the basement of a friend's house. It's very lo-fi. And in some ways we feel like those songs deserve another chance just to give them a little bit more sparkle. I think over time, our ear for production has gotten a little more sophisticated and we've been able to just, you know, amp up the quality of the recordings in that way um, to really service the songs better. I think one of the other really big differences is that when I started out in this band, I really was just kind of coming in as a vocalist learning music. And as time progressed, I've, I've embraced more of a songwriter role. And me and my partner, Michael, we do a lot of songwriting together. So again, like we always have a really strong root in rock and roll and really kind of rock and music but there's some more tender 
stuff on the Vicious Kid album. My favorite song from the beginning and even now is I Miss You. honest I don't remember exactly the specific thing that was happening but it was some sort of attack on like female reproductive rights and us just sitting there and you know me as a woman I I haven't tried having children I haven't had any complications with anything luckily with my health but just putting ourselves in the position of a person trying to have a child and then losing it, whether that be having to have an abortion or having a miscarriage or, or whatever it is, and just giving that experience a more human perspective that wasn't so politicized. Because at the time we were writing it, it just, was just being so politicized and it continues to be. And so that song is our attempt to, yeah, basically just write like a bittersweet, almost goodbye to a life that never was. Um, the song I've Got Love, the sleeper hit that never became a hit because <laughs> it's on the B side, right? It's like the B side never gets as much love. But um, we were going to release the album in 2020. And of course, when the pandemic happened, we kind of put everything on pause. So we reassessed the album, the songs that we had, and we ended up taking two songs off and going back into the studio and recording uh, two different songs. And that was one of them that made it on.
that one's been really fun to play live. Like, I feel like the life of it, like we came into it a little bit later as the as a live piece in our set. And so while some of the songs, they feel like they've been settled in a little bit longer, like this one is still kind of taking shape for me in some ways and for us as a band. And that's super exciting. What was the other one that made it on? Oh, Dinosaur. A dinosaur song. Yeah, and that's one that we'd been playing forever, and we never really thought it'd be a song we record. It's just kind of like a raucous song that we like to play live, and it kind of goes very freeform in the middle, but we thought, eh, why not? Let's do a recording of it. People like that song, and it'd be cool for them to hear a recorded version of it. What about uh, Who Does Her Hair? Quick little jammer. What can you tell me about that one? Yeah, so that song is actually written about a pretty well-known musician here in um, Minneapolis. Just to remain mysterious, I won't say their name, but this song was written before I was even a part of this band. So again, like material from the past that's coming forward. But um, it was like a group of friends sitting around and they were talking about this person and how everybody was kind of enamored with them because they're really... um, awesome musician and they had a really cool hairstyle (laughs) and so who does who does her hair is about that mysterious minneapolis musician (laughs) mystery and intrigue i like yeah uh how about uh out of my mind it kind of sounds unlike anything else on there how did that one come together yeah so that's actually my first like my first fully penned song in our kiss the tiger uh, discography and then and then I was just working through not to get totally long winded here but just like the feeling of intense anxiety.
you're just overthinking everything. So the song is really about that. It's just like dealing with mind demons and how easily we can be self-destructive, I guess, and just finding a way to work through that and to get those uh, dark feelings out. Music's a great way to do that. Um, Talk To Me is another one I wanted to ask you about, just the change of pace of that song and your voice. I mean, that. tell me about that one. Yeah, that's another song that we just, like we started playing it a lot. We kind of gave up on it a little because it is such a shift for us like there's an openness and even vocally for me too, it's like very, a lot of like sustained stretched notes and yeah, it's not like overly complicated lyrically. Um, it's really just like a plea. song is a plea and I feel like the way that we wrote the song is kind of demanding of the voice to do the thing that it needs to do because it is the plea right it's like you're just begging somebody to come face to face with you and to confront something and it kind of takes like every last breath to do that sometimes so I feel like the music reflects the sort of what the song is asking and it's making me think we need to revisit it because we haven't played it live in a long time yeah i mean it's i think it's amazing i mean to sing that way live and then come and do a song like talk to me is i can't imagine how difficult that transition is but yeah i'm gonna put a lobby in for that for hearing that song on the the tour (laughs) okay yeah we're gonna we're gonna play it on october 23rd maybe just (laughs) save it for columbus there we go all right yeah (laughs) we had a little more fun with megan kreidler in the fast five here we go yeah sure (laughs) okay (laughs) i'm like Uh, already thinking about what i'm going to answer without even knowing what you're going to ask me (laughs) what's the first song that you can remember hearing that you loved (gasps) probably bohemian rhapsody i see a little silhouette of a man but I just remember being at a friend's house. I really loved his family. They're very like bohemian and chill and the family all got along and we were standing around in the kitchen around the island and everybody was like singing along to it. And I just thought, it was so fun. <laughs> well, it's amazing how that the lasting power of that song too, because my 
My youngest daughter is in college, or in college. Jeez, I'm Senator College already. She's in high school, but in grade school, and we listened to on the way to basketball practice or game. She just got into that one. <laughs> it's, I mean, yeah, it's such an incredible song. It's just like, there's no other song like it. <laughs> uh, how about the song that makes you feel the most nostalgic, uh, sparks memories for you? Oh my gosh. Um, I can't even think of what it's called, but honestly, I went through a huge Christina Aguilera phase in seventh grade. And there was a song on her album Stripped that was kind of more of an interstitial song. So it wasn't even like a full one, but I just, it just has this feeling of longing in it that I feel like I, that really resonated with me when I was um, a middle schooler. Sorry that I speak my mind. And her voice also just like I aspired to be a vocalist like her, which I don't consider myself a vocalist like <laughs> Christina Aguilera, but just such a big voice like that um, can really like fill up your imagination as a young person as far as it almost is like the perfect representation of all the big feelings that you're having as a young person when you can hear somebody express such big things vocally. How about uh, your go to song for dancing or uh, you know, a tune that you hear and you just can't sit still when you hear it? Oh, it's a little like, what is it called? Lilith Fair of me dancing, but <laughs> I really like the song Door by Caroline Polachek. more like ethereal sort of like I just want to be a little more abstract with my movement I'll blast that song and it's fun to sing to too sure uh kind of those lines how about the song that uh, makes you feel like working out or maybe motivates you to do something that you don't feel like doing at the time I used to have a running playlist and the song that I really liked to run to was Tessellate by Alt-J you don't have to go too intense it's very it's a vibey kind of flowy workout song you know low pressure but you're still having fun while doing it (laughs) sounds good uh and last one a song that lifts you up when you're feeling down even though her music is not super uplifting necessarily olivia rodrigo (laughs) I'm like really digging into my middle school self here, which doesn't totally represent all of my tastes as an adult right now, but it's right on the tip of my head. So her song, Traitor. That is kind of an uplifting song because it's so, yeah, you're just, you're sticking it to this person who, 
who screwed you over, you know, and that feels uplifting to me sometimes to be able to just stick it, stick it to the man a little bit. Well, Megan, uh, it's been great to <laughs> chat with you, get to know you. Uh, thanks for your time. Thanks for the music. Yeah, thank you. Thanks so much for taking the time. I'm Mike Foley. Talk to you again on the next Music Journey. <laughs>